Welcome to this podcast brought to you by ASVO with support from Wine Australia, where we hold open discussions with experts on topics that are relevant to wine grape growers and winemakers. The ASVO recently held its annual viticulture seminar. At its core was a focus on the difficult decision about whether to maintain a mature vineyard or whether to replant it. G'day, I'm Drew Radford and there's a new product that can also help. It's called My Climate View and it provides critical data to help growers make these kinds of major long-term decisions. To find out more, I've asked Ian Thomas, Stakeholder Engagement Coordinator with the Bureau of Meteorology, to join me. Ian, welcome to this ASVO podcast. Uh, It's good to be here, Drew. Ian, I'm fascinated by this product, but I'm equally fascinated by the blend of how you've come into this role with the Bureau of Meteorology. I say that because you're actually from the wine sector by trade, for want of a better description. What's your background? My background is uh, working predominantly working in uh, vineyards, uh, but also wineries from about 2010 to 2017. I've worked in wineries uh, across Australia and uh, also managed vineyards in Canada and France. So you have a pretty good understanding of what winemakers are looking for, what vineyard owners are looking for in terms of climate data and climate information. Yeah, well, well, as, as you and your audience will know, Drew, wine grapes are extraordinarily sensitive to minor fluctuations in the climate, and that has ongoing ramifications for wine quality and marketability of product. And we're here to talk about quite a remarkable new product that the Bureau of Meteorology is providing for the agricultural sector, and it's called My Climate View. What's it actually do? So My Climate View will present to a user 60 years of historic data and future projections for how the climate might change under two different climate change scenarios for any location in Australia. And what makes this different from a lot of other products out there that show climate projections is that this presents the data in the format of understandable agricultural metrics. That's a really important point in terms of each sector has their own particular metrics or indices, which is really important. So I'm guessing the Bureau of Meteorology and this was designed with the CSIRO, I've gone out and spoken to producers about what they need. Yes, not just just that, but me in particular. We go out, we have coordinated and and consulted with a number of industry experts and directly with growers themselves for 20 different commodities to make sure that these indices are tailored specifically to the thresholds and date ranges that are relevant to producers for each location, but are also understandable. So if you look at just the scientific literature or some of the more complicated mathematics or metrics or science and research that's been done on specific commodities, they can get a little bit abstracted, a little bit harder to understand. We've kept this very tailored and focused on understandable agricultural metrics that are useful for farm advisors, growers, and anybody who's really looking to do future planning on their property or purchase new properties and want to do site assessments. Ian, so there's 20-odd commodities on the platform and you can choose between a range of products. You've got wine grapes. So what are the indices, the specific data that's represented there that's going to be useful for the wine sector? 
this is where the wine sector is the best sector in my regard, and that's not just uh, my own opinion based on my uh, past, but objective fact that no one could possibly dispute, (laughs) Uh, not just because of the tasty products, but because there is a really broad understanding and a good understanding of this data and established metrics for wine grapes, because things like growing degree days or mean January temperature, producers know what those metrics will have on the marketability of their product. So for wine grapes, we've included in the platform past data and, and projections for growing season rainfall, non-growing season rainfall, summer rainfall, growing degree days, growing season frosts, growing season temperature, that's an average, uh, heat waves, which are three days in a row over 35 degrees, and mean January temperature. And everybody in the wine industry is going to understand MJT. Wow, that's uh, quite an amazing array of data collected a long way back, 60 years back, and projected, what, 60 years into the future. What I'm also interested in about, Ian, is actually you've done it for the entire country. Australia's a big country, so how, how are you doing this? How's Australia broken down for this service? So we use a 5K gridded data set for both the past data and the projections. The past data comes from the Bureau of Meteorology's 5K gridded data set, which, as you know, there aren't weather stations every five kilometres across Australia (laughs) in a grid pattern. Um, So what this is, is modelled off-observed data. So these are real observed data points, actual measurements that have been taken from the stations and then put through modelling and extrapolated out across the entire country. I've double-checked against known years in my own wine career and certainly marries up very well with that. And the same 5K grids are used in the projections. The nub of it is that you will get 60 years of past data and projections for 60 years into the future for any location in Australia and a tailored list of commodities for which you will provide you with indices uh, for that location. Well, let's look at those future projections How are they actually made? So those future projections are made by my colleagues over at the CSIRO using eight different international climate models. It's very complicated and beyond what I can get into here, but they are displaying the range of all the data outputs minus the top and bottom 10%. So that's just to eliminate any kind of crazy outliers that the models throw out. And then the future projections are shown in three brackets of 30 years. Uh, which overlap by 10 years each. And the reason we're doing that is to just be clear that we're making projections about the range. We're not making specific predictions for any given year. That sounds like a very important point, Ian. So if I go to the website and I'm wondering what the mean January temperature is going to be at my hypothetical vineyard in Lenswood in 2052, is the site going to be able to help me with that? Yes and no. It's not going to give you a prediction for a, your average January temperature or your growing season rainfall for that year. What it will do is show you a range with a top and a bottom and a, and a mean saying that this is where the best projections are suggesting that your mean January temperature will be within. Seeing how that's changing from where you are now to where you might be in 2052 is the information that's the the critical information for decision making here. It's going like, well, if I want to replant my Lenswood vineyard or expand, do I want to, if I'm top grafting over or do I rip it out and put something else in? Knowing how many growing degree days you're going to get during that period is fairly important information. Or if you want to keep your site, you love your site, you love your living there in your community and you still want to be there in 2052, 
and you want your kids to be there, what variety should I put in? Well, can I keep growing, you know, Shiraz here? Do I need to start putting in something that's going to hold its flavour profile a little bit as, a, as it ripens up under these hotter temperatures? Where's the market going to be at in that time? Are the sort of styles of wine that we're making now going to still be relevant? And then how do we drive forward? How do we uh, choose where we want our business to be? Ian, in the background for this, I've had access to the site. It's quite phenomenal. Is that just because I had access to the link or can anybody use it now? No, Drew, anyone can use it. This project has been funded through the Future Drought Fund. It is free and available to all and it's live right now at myclimateview.com.au. That's myclimateview.com.au. I went on and had a bit of a fumble round, was quite blown away by it, but look, I'm not in the sector. Can you talk me through briefly how people use it and if they have trouble using it, where would they go to find information about operating it? Well, look, it's very easy to use. You just punch the URL into your uh, computer and you'll be dropped on a landing page. You can select either using the map box that's there or type in an address and then select a commodity, which in this case would be wine grapes. And then it's a fairly straight process of clicking through the list to what indices you want to look at and what uh, relevant data it's there. And you'll see a graph and some panels with the, the data presented a couple of different ways. If you need to edit any thresholds, if you're sort of a bit confident in your vines and think that they can handle a slightly warmer temperature, you can change the threshold for heat waves up a little bit. Or if you're a little bit worried about at a lower rate, you can drop the thresholds down or the date ranges a little bit earlier or a little bit later. And if you don't know what's happening there, there's a very extensive FAQ. And if that doesn't answer your question, you can always email CSA inquiries at csiro.au. But on top of that, we are going to be running a webinar for ASVO members in October, where we'll be walking through the platform, talking a little bit more about the science and modelling behind us, and talking about a couple of use cases for the wine industry, as well as being there to answer any questions that the attendees have. Well, Ian, thank you so much for answering my questions about it. It's a remarkable site. And as you mentioned, the ASVO will be holding a webinar in October to show members how to use My Climate View. So join the ASVO to get access to not only this, but many other member resources on viticulture and oenology. For now, though, Ian Thomas, Stakeholder Engagement Coordinator with the Bureau of Meteorology, Thanks for joining us for this ASVO podcast. Thank you for having me, Drew. To hear more stories and get practical solutions to issues in vineyards and wineries, join the ASVO to get access to webinars like the one mentioned in this podcast and all their resources, including past viticulture and oenology seminars.